Welcome to the Heal and Restore podcast, where we engage in open and honest conversation about spirituality, marriage, family, and the struggles and victories we encounter on this journey we call life. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new, happier, and healthier you. Now, here's your host, the power couple, Randy and Kathy Boyd. Greetings and welcome to this episode of the Heal and Restore podcast with your host, Randy and Kathy Boyd. Hey, we're here. We're here. Um, it's a new month. Yeah, month we're of December. By, uh, man, Whole this, year has gone by. Can you believe how fast it's flown by? Yeah. All right. And this month we're going to be talking about family values. Yeah, I think and it's then, a good time of the year to talk about yeah, family values. And then in between we're going to have a special guest that's going oh, to yeah. be talking Looking about. Looking forward so, to that one. Yeah, it should be uh, should be really good. Um, yeah. So, but for right now, I'm going to turn this thing back over to Kathy. She's got something she wants to tell you. Yeah. So we are excited. Um, we have a holiday giveaway, and this holiday giveaway requires your participation. And how you can participate through our call to action is we are giving away, we're calling it the gift of lasting love. And, you know, we all have friends that are married. We have family members that are married. Some marriages are are struggling, but then there's a lot of marriages that are doing good as well. And so our goal at Heal and Restore is to make sure that we are giving you every opportunity to continue to enhance and grow in your marriage. Yep. And so for our gift of lasting love, what we're looking for is we're looking for your participation in providing us with a name, a email address, and a mailing address of somebody that you believe can benefit from our book, How to Heal and Restore Your Marriage. It's a four-step process. It's a real simple read. And it's got four different steps that will either improve your marriage help your marriage, restore your marriage, heal your marriage. All of these steps can be applied no matter where you are in your marriage. And so we're really excited to um, to offer this free giveaway. So if you have anybody that you know or anybody that you think might benefit, just go ahead and contact us through healandrestorecounseling.com. That's our email address, healandrestorecounseling.com. And we will go ahead and send them off a book free to them so again we just need their name we need their email address and we need their mailing address and all that we ask you to do is to let them know that you are going to have a gift sent to them from heal and restore counseling and we will take care of the rest so go ahead and i'm putting out this call to action if you're listening please forward that information our email address again is heal and restore counseling at gmail.com this giveaway is going to run through the month of December. So uh, send us the information. We're, we're excited to, to launch that, our first ever giveaway. Absolutely. We've got books waiting in the box. Just oh, jump, yeah. to jump out and be mailed off. It's also, even if, you know, people's marriages aren't struggling, even if they're in a good place, we all could use a little um, kick, kick once in a while to mm-hmm. help our marriages. I mean, Kathy and I have been married for 40 years. And it's because we're constantly open-minded and constantly learning new stuff. We have to invest in our marriage, right. definitely. Exactly. And even like today's message that we listened to uh, at church was one of those things where, gosh, 
this is going to be good for us as well. So right. we loved we love to be able to um, not only we like to be able to pass along all of the benefits that we've gotten through our struggles and, yeah. and as well as our uh, the good things yeah. that have happened in our marriage. So. I mean, we, we can all use help. Yeah. It, 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 it's, if, if we say we can't use help, then we stop growing, we stop living. Yeah. And you know, we stop learning. And we stop learning, which yeah. means we stop living. Yeah. Right? I mean, basically, basically, yeah. Basically, that's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah. But, so, so let's uh, let's, well, let's do this call to action. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it just takes a couple minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about family values, mm -hmm. right? And so what are family values? Tell me about that. Well, family values are the beliefs, the principles, and ideals that guide the behavior and decisions of a family unit. And that family unit being your nuclear family at hand. Mm -hmm. Mom, dad, son, daughter, or sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we're talking about right here for for the purposes of this this right. podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is your that is your direct family. Okay? That is your family. That's unit. your that's family the, unit, right? As there. we learned today, not yeah. your extended family. Well, yeah, but it, it is your family. It unit. is your family unit, yeah. Yeah. and so um, these these values are often passed down from generation to generation and contribute to the overall culture. An identity of a family, while family values can vary widely, widely from one family to another. Some common examples are will include the following that we're going to mm -hmm. talk about. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kathy, you hear Kathy and I say all the time, and, and it's, it's this is the absolute one hundred percent truth: is that everything that we do today is all learned behavior, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's passed down from generation to generation. Now, <clears throat> we do have the ability, as I have done, and Kathy in some ways also, to break those generational curses that have been, especially in my family, for decades. Right. Um, so we don't have to keep living the way we're living. If it's a negative, we have a negative or anxious filled um, um, attitude towards our family. Right. right. We can we can change that. So yes. and a lot of, and a lot of times that's where it takes like he, uh, the healing resource counseling. We can walk you through that change process. Yeah, absolutely. Um so some of the common examples of uh you know family values, the first one I I was gonna say I love, <laughs> but it's love and support. And you know families often have unconditional love and support for each other. It involves caring for one one another both emotionally and physically. Now, realizing that some families didn't have these values right. and that's okay. Some of you, some of us, some, Randy was right. one that, you know, although love was intended to be there, it was not a healthy right. love. Exactly. Um, you know, they did the best they could with what they had, you know, what they knew. And so when we talk about these generational curses, if you grew up in one of those homes where you didn't feel like you had love and support, it's okay. You can change that. Or your definition of love was having a roof over your head and food on the table, right. which is, that's one definition, but that's not the def definition we're talking no, about. No, no. So if you, if you grew up in a home where you didn't feel like you had that love and support of, a, of what a good, healthy family value looks like, surround yourself with mm -hmm. people who do look for those people. They can be, you know, preferably we always recommend somebody who has been married longer than you mm -hmm. that has a healthy marriage. Those are the people you want to reach out to. Those are the ones that you want to glean in and, and ask questions and find out, you know, how did it work for you? What didn't work for you? You know, how do you create that love and supportive family? And, that, and that's, that's exactly what I had to do. I had two mentors um, 
way spiritual Dave and and uh, Roy Jarvis, God rest his soul, he, he passed away. But they taught me um, more about family values than I'd ever learned with my own family. Right. Right. Now, I, and here, here's what one of the biggest things that helped me was my, my one mentor, Roy Jarvis. He told me this one day, he says, Randy, become the father today that you always wanted to have growing up. And it's like, what are you talking about? Become that father that you wanted growing up. It, it, I had a, my, my father died as, at, when I was 12. My stepfather was, was evil, right? So what he was telling me is, Randy, what kind of a father? Write it down. What did you want as a father in your life? How did you want him how, to show love? How, how did, did you, you want right, him to show exactly. support? Yeah, oh, that's good. Write that down and then you become that person, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, it changed my life. It's not only that, it's like, what, you know, what kind of husband would I want to be? What kind of mentor would I want to be? All the, I, I apply it to every aspect of my life yeah. and it really does work. So it, it's like Kathy says, who are you hanging with? What's the community you're hanging with? If you want to change, you've got to make change. Nothing changes until something changes. Hey, that's my my yeah. one. I love that one. This next one too. I, and again, I think a lot of these are going to fall in the category of some people didn't have these growing up. And that is perfectly right. okay. Exactly. But oh, this is big. Make sure that you get connected with people who have right. this. So the next one we want to talk about is respect. Um, mutual respect so... is a key value in many families. And it includes respecting each other's opinions, boundaries, and individuality because not every family member is going to be the same. So I'm going to say something right now. It's probably going to be controversial, but you need to hear it, right? The Bible tells us to honor our mother and our father, right? So the question I, 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 I posed was this. Now, when I was a kid, you didn't have a choice, but how am I supposed to honor and respect somebody that is doing un dishonorable and um, disrespectful things to me daily? How am I supposed to respect and honor those people, right? I'm forced into it as a child, right. pretty much, right? I mean, that's true. But then, okay, now you're an adult, Randy. Now now, what are you going to do? Okay, what do I do? I quit assassinating their character publicly, right? But God, the Bible tells me I have to love them. So I love them from a distance. It doesn't mean I have to have, be a friend with them, right? right? So I would just love them from a distance. I quit assassinating their character. If I was to see them, right, in public, I would I would not ignore them. I would say hi. But there would be an arm distance length away from them. So not assassinating their character is a perfect way of not or of honoring and respecting your, your Right. Your and in turn, you're respecting yourself. Right, exactly. You're not allowing yourself right. to, to uh, engage in things that aren't healthy for you. Yeah, people have a hard time with this because it's like, I, I've talked to several people that dive into the family, you know, that side, the, the extended family part of, the, of, of their life, and it, it, they, it's toxic, and they go crazy, and they go stir-crazy, right? And it's like, Eventually, one of the guys I know relapsed because of it. Yeah. We've got to set these boundaries for ourselves, especially um, if they're causing problems between the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this next one we talk about a lot, especially with couples. But this is this is key in in a family is communication. You know, having open and honest communication, it's vital for a healthy family. Uh, families that have value communication tend to discuss their feelings, thoughts and concerns openly. Now, I will say that, you know, we work a lot with couples, we work a lot with individuals, but this is one of the key areas that most couples struggle in. And it's 
again, a generational thing. They didn't see their parents communicating well. So having an open and honest communication first starts with the parents of the home. Right, absolutely. That's where it's got to start. Right. We want our kids to learn valuable, healthy communication. We have to, we have to, we have to show them how right. to do that. Exactly. We have to, we have to be that example. Um, you know, some of the things that come to mind when I think about communication is the simple things like sitting around at having dinner together as a family right. where everybody's at the table and they're discussing how was your day. Um, you know, you go as far as like, Hey, Randy, give me one thing that you like about Garrett today. Mm. You know, what, what is one thing you appreciate about? Oh, yeah. Him? Yeah. You know what I like. Yeah. You know, no, but I'm just know, saying know, those yeah, are the yeah. types of conversations yeah. to have where you're showing what yeah. healthy communication looks like. You're deep digging into the emotions of the individual and how their day is going. Because if we are more, if we have a tendency to connect emotionally as a family, we're going to have a lot better luck at communicating healthy, open, honest, because we're talking about our feelings then. And then and that part of that communication is to tell me one thing you like about A, B, C, or D mm -hmm. at the dinner table. Okay. Then tell me why you like it. Right. Right. I mean, let's get to the feeling part of it, mm -hmm. which is what has gone away in this world today. Right. Well, right. we can share our emotions intimately, openly, willingly. We are going to have a much better way of communicating. Mm -hmm. Not only with our family members, but with people everybody, in general. With yeah. People in general. Yeah. 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 And this one, responsibility. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious. I love this though. Teaching and instilling a sense of responsibility is a common family value. This can include taking responsibility for one's actions, contributing to household chores, and fulfilling obligations. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, um, a lot of people will disagree with me on this and and, and you on this and that. There's a difference between discipline and punishment. And we believe in discipline, right? And that's going to teach our kids responsibility, mm -hmm. right? It's, you know, we can't just go around giving our kids whatever they want on a silver platter. We have to teach them the values of responsibility. Mm -hmm. I, 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 must, I had a kid the other day I picked up on my left drive, 18-year-old, 18-year-old. And he goes, you know, he goes, I got a car. I go, oh, yeah, cool. He goes, but I had it taken away from me. I go, oh, doing some stupid stuff. He goes, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. He goes, but you know, I can't wait to buy my own car because I want to be responsible. I want my own car. He goes, I just bought my own phone. I did it myself. Mm -hmm. Got my own phone bill. I got everything. He goes, I feel so good about myself just with that phone, right? And his next goal was to buy buy a car his own. Yeah. The responsibility of that and the the the, the confidence that that kid had just over his phone mm -hmm. was amazing. Yeah. So we have to teach our children responsibly, a responsibility. I mean, picking up their clothes, picking up their toys at the mm -hmm. house, even feeding the dogs, picking up dog poop, whatever it takes. Right. We've got to give them the responsibility to learn how to live life. Yeah. I mean, I think about responsibility too, like just simple things like not just the chores around the house, but like a father and a son working on a car together, yep. you know, washing a car, yep. doing, doing the lawn. I mean, teaching our boys, the manly man things of the world that I think we've gotten away from. I know, I know we did, but you know, our kids still learn the responsibility right. because we did, we did do it ourselves well, for a long time. And then we got to the point where we hired people. So, right. And that's because they're, the car is kind of difficult to do but yeah. also the, the other part of responsibility is 
the outdoors yeah. we've taught our kids the, mm -hmm. the fishing the camping the hunting right. the responsibility on their shoulders to maintain the outdoors in a sustainable way mm -hmm. we go camping we make sure that before we leave the entire campsite is clean even if it's not our stuff we pick right. it up and put it in the trash yeah. we respect everything about the outdoors we become responsible for the next generation so that they can enjoy the same things that we, we yeah. do. And my, so my father and grandfather taught me that, right? Yeah. As little time as I had in their life. And I know for a fact we pass that on to our, all of our kids. Absolutely. And our grandkids are learning it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Remember, this is generational. Yeah. So establish the, the patterns of a family value that you right. want to be passed on. And just know that, you know, we're going to do the best we can, but hopefully our kids will do better right. and our grandkids will even do better at these as well. Um, the other one, uh, next one we have is trust. You know, trust is a fundamental in family relationships. Family members often value trustworthiness and reliability in each other. So it's really, really, really important that you maintain trust within your family, within your family unit. Um, you know, if trust is broken, if, you know, white lies are being told, people are getting hurt, it's setting our kids, it's setting our, our kids up to have that expectation that that's what the world is like. Right. And so we have to create a safe um, place for our children in our home. And part of that is, is showing them trust, you know, showing them what trust it's... looks like and following through. Um, I know we've all as parents said, oh, well, we're going to do this. And then we change, we say something to the kids and we change our mind. Now our kids are not going to trust us at well, the words that we say, you know, but we have to be really careful of not putting ourselves in a position where trust is broken, um, not intentionally, even unintentionally. But e even what you just said, we've been put in a place where we we're going to go to Disneyland this weekend and we don't go. That's okay. Things change. Here's the problem. We don't tell them. We don't tell them why we can't go. Mm -hmm. We can't tell them, hey, look, I know we I, I know we told you we were going to go to Disneyland this weekend. Dad, dad has to work. He can't get out of it, right? So we're going we're gonna to put it off. We're still going to go. We just got to figure out another weekend to go. That's where parents drop the ball is they just don't do it. They just, you know, like Jack used to say, oh, I'm going to do this for you, take you surfing here, take you whatever. Anyone even wake me up. You just disappear, right? So we have to... I, as parents, it's not a matter of not doing something. It's a matter of not being able to do it, but talking to your kids about why you can do it. Right. That way they're right. going to learn to trust you, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you if you have, if, if that is an area that you struggle in, that's okay. Just maybe don't say anything. Yeah, so just you, learn you know, to, yeah. Yeah, so there's, I, there's ways around that too. I've, I've caught Kathy a couple of times. I, I, don't say it. We're not sure yeah, yet. I get too we're, excited. We're not sure we're going to be able to do it, so don't say yeah. a word to them. And, I, and the surprises are much funner. I yeah. think that, that, that creates that memory right. too. Well, it was like I like um, when, when Garrett and Naomi took the kids up to the Polar Express. Mm -hmm. They didn't know it until Toby was picked up from school on Friday. Right. So it was a huge surprise. For yeah. Them. Yeah. It's fun. And that makes fun. Right. That makes for a fun weekend right. too. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is education. There's many families that place high value on education and lifelong learning, encouraging academic achievement and personal growth may be central to their values. So if you uh, come from a family that education is highly favored and expected, you're, it's natural that you're going to pass that along to your children as well. But we want to do it with encouragement. We want to encourage them to be more than what they feel they can. Uh, that personal growth, you know, when you accomplish something like for yourself, for example, you have 
you're continuing to learn. You're continuing right. to get certifications. And what it does is it builds your confidence. And when your confidence is built, your values have right. have escalated mm -hmm. with you. So it's so important that, you know, we we give that encouraging word um, to create that that confidence and value in, in our children. And, and you know, I'm gonna, we want to be careful with education. And I know there's probably some people looking at this that value education and like way up there, right? Let me put it to you this way. I don't see no, nothing wrong with education, but do not force it down your child's throat. I mean, I work with too many people, right, that have. Well, there's a lot. That, that, yeah. that, that, that have regretted that decision. Well, right? they, because because they wanted to be able to do other things, but because it was a family tradition to keep going to school. Right. Right. They, they, they felt forced into going to college. And because of that, they have resentment towards mom and dad. This is a fact that happens. Right? No, I'm not I understand ignore that. The it, other right? one too is the is the parents that live vicariously through yeah, their children. Exactly, and that right? you know, that was kind of I'll be honest, that was me for a right. period of time. Oh well, yeah. You know, I, I didn't go that. to college. I went right. to a couple classes. Right. And of course I wanted my kids right. to go to yeah, college. Absolutely. And yeah. they did to a certain degree, or one did right. to a certain degree. Um, but I, you know, I had to be okay with that as well. I right. had to know that I've created a foundation and he's a hardworking son now, right? Well, and so that's, that's, that's what we got to look at, yeah. you know, and, and I've talked to several people that come up from a higher education level that said, I wish I'd never gone to college. The best teacher we have, in the, we, we can learn from books and Kathy, you know, this, and I've talked to a lot of people. I have no, um, I have the highest respect for people that go to college, get the PhDs and all that stuff. They're extremely smart. They're academic. But here's the better teacher life. Life is the best teacher we're ever going to have out there. It's going to be better than any book and better than any college professor. Yeah. That's, that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it's like we want our kids to, to be educated. Right. And we want to encourage them to be educated. But, you know, make sure that. I can't stress this enough. We have to make sure we allow our kids like we did with, with, with Garrett and Danny and Alyssa to make their own choice. We're going to encourage them, yeah. but they're going to have to make their own choice and live by that choice. Right. Unfortunately, all three of our kids made some really good choices mm -hmm. and they're doing fine. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, another one I love is tradition. Um, families place an importance on maintaining and passing down traditions. Now, not all families, but some families do. And I love that about it. It can be cultural, religious. It might be specific to the family itself. Right. Um, one of the things that I grew up with, I'll just share my traditional family Uncle thing. sandwich? No, no, no. <laughs> no. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about food in another time. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, one of the traditions that I grew up with, my mom's maiden name was Palm. And so yeah. uh, in the Catholic religion or in, in, all, in a lot of religions, there is Palm Sunday, which is the Sunday before Easter. And so because her family's, her maiden name was Palm, we had for well over a hundred years, the Palm family picnic and everybody would bring their own meat to barbecue and they'd bring a side dish that we would all share. And uh, there were hundred you know 100 people more we used to have them at our backyard even mm -hmm. but it was one of those traditional things that it's still going on today unfortunately after my mom passed away 
Um, I stopped going. I don't know, dad went a couple of times, but I believe that the Palm Sunday picnic is still going on and it's still going strong, but that's where cousins that you didn't even know you were cousins, <laughs> you know, would show up and we had fun. So as a kid growing up, that was a very special tradition mm -hmm. that stood out to me. Um, and those traditions are important. And, the, and another thing that we tried to pass along with our children and something else that I did with my grandparents, I felt like every Sunday we had family supper mm -hmm. we called it but it was you know dinner and we did that with our kids a little bit so you can create these traditions that create those memories because those traditions can be passed down or new tradi traditions yeah. can be created as well it's like you know for christmas my aunt and uncle mm, yeah for, for you Same i mean thing. what for 35 years 36 years yeah. every christmas you know we'd be up there in the afternoon and yep. we'd celebrate christmas and with a big dinner all the cousins and families and you know, fancy five course meals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't under glass. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's the last time we were up there. Uh, I think it was the last time we were there. It was a couple of years ago. Um, my aunt and I are the last of the elders. Yeah, right. It was my aunt, and, and then there's me, which is kind of weird. So you know, it was my grandparents at first, and mm -hmm. then you know, slowly it's been whittled down to just me and my me and my aunt. Yeah, so. but and you know the other thing too with traditions, you know, sometimes traditions will last for a long time, yeah. and other times they'll stop, and new traditions come, and that's yeah, okay that's too. Okay. But right. that's part of creating family values yeah. is creating traditions. You know, especially we'll talk about this more at probably another time, especially once the siblings get married. Yeah, because now there's a now there's a whole nother dynamic dynamic to to the, the holidays, mm -hmm. and that we'll probably talk about that at some point because it's really critical to yeah. talk. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, speaking of families, though, is unity and togetherness, yeah. which is kind of what you're talking about, is valuing that time spent together. Fostering a sense of unity is important for many family members. Yeah. Um, it can involve shared activities, meals or celebrations, which is what we've kind of been talking about. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if you've got a family of your own, you're busy all the time, but you still, I still, I miss out on some of that, those other family members that we don't see on a regular basis. Right. And when I get around them, it just, it fills me up. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's really important that it may not be something that you do all the time on a regular basis with extended family, but mm -hmm. it is, it, it's part of what creates the value of, of the family unity. No, well, it's just like you talking to Jillian the other day, mm -hmm. one, of my, one of our cousins. Yeah. I mean, we were just texting back and forth. A, but It's a hoot to talk to. That's what she's like. She is a hoot, yep. <laughs> but you know, it feels, it, it feels Kathy up just, just yeah. having that conversation, even though it's via text. Yeah, so. no, it's good. Um, compassion and empathy. Yeah. Right. Families may empathize uh, the importance of understanding and empathizing with others. This can contribute to a supportive and, ca and caring family environment. Yeah. Now, it's important to understand that empathizing is completely different than sympathizing. Right. You're feeling sorry for somebody when you're sympathizing for them. Yeah. Right? Empathizing is, I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. It must be really hard for you to go through this. Right. I can understand your pain. I don't know your pain because I'm not you, and I don't know the relationship you have with the situation or the people. So it's really important, and, and you know, our kids are very good. All of our kids are. Yeah, I think what comes to mind right now for me, compassion and empathy is this last year that my sister-in-law yeah. went through. Right, and, right. You know, it was hard because we're not in California anymore. And um, But I made an effort once I found out that what she was going through mm -hmm. with, her, with her breast cancer and having to have a double mastectomy. I thought, you know what? 
I've got to be better at making a contact and staying connected. And, you know, we're all, we're all close when we talk, right, right. but I had to be more consistent with that. And so, you know, my compassion and empathy came out as a result of <laughs> something that was difficult. And it was a great reminder that I don't, I can't wait for things to be difficult to be compassionate and have empathy for, for my you, family. Kathy, the thing about Kathy, she's very compassionate and very empathetic, period. That's that's just who she is. I, I've always said, if there's angels on earth, then I married it, right? I, I married it. I married the angel that God sent for me because she is that empathetic and that compassionate towards a lot of people. But when it comes to family, it's like, it's even, I, I step away because and even like our 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 family like back in texas and stuff mm -hmm. that fills kathy's heart to be yeah. able to be there for people and be able to just be there and, and and love on them when they're struggling so and i think that the importance for me in that moment in in showing compassion and and having empathy for people is again i'm creating a family value i'm sharing with my kids the experience i'm not hiding that from them i'm not hiding my sadness no, you know i want exactly. i want them to feel i don't want them to feel what i feel but i want them to understand it's okay to feel right. that way and i think that draws us closer as a family when we all have that same heart you know i just went through that with danny mm -hmm. right i was there for him when he was struggling through some stuff and all I could do is be there for him and, and let him lean on my shoulder. And, you know, uh, I was there for Garrett not too long ago when we were out down south doing yeah. what we do. And I've been there for Alyssa when she was going through a divorce. I mean, see, they, we, they, they, they're learning, again, learn behavior through our expression. Right. Right. Of empathy right. and compassion. Plus, they also see it, uh, see us emulate it to other people. Yeah. Right? So, so important. Um, and then our last one is work ethic. Um you know, instilling a strong work work ethic is a common family value. This involves teaching the importance of hard work, perseverance, and diligence in achieving goals. And, you know, again, this is another one of those monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. Your kids are going to emulate what they see in you. And if you show and express to them what hard work looks like and uh, achieving things that you've mm -hmm. put out to achieve, whether it's in a new car or, or buying a house or taking a family vacation, the, our family values are just, our Annie's been upped because as parents, we're showing them what it's like. And these are the benefits of working hard. Right. And it brings that family together. Well, and then when I look at, at Kathy's life, right, and it, I'm talking about Kathy right now, her work ethics were, were taught to her by her mom. Mm -hmm. um, and she started doing escrow when she was in high school, right? And she did it for 40-some years until she finally retired, right? And her, But her work ethics were very, very strong. She showed to work every day, did what she had to do. But not only were they strong at work, right? They were strong within our family. Mm -hmm. She was a great mother, right? We, we, we did a lot of stuff with our kids, right? Um so it's it's we got to remember work ethics aren't only in the workplace. We practice the principles in all of our affairs. Yeah. It's also got to be within the home too, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, myself, I mean, the one thing my my stepfather was my grandfather, my father, but then my stepfather, I mean, a lot of bad. But the one thing that he he I guess taught me was some strong work work mm -hmm. ethics because he worked every day in construction. So, you know, then that being said, if your kids are in sports, here's here's what's really important, right? And I, I was talking to a guy the other day, and, and his kids are in, they're young, and they all the extracurricular stuff. And 
if you if your child decides at the beginning of the year i want to sign up for dance mm -hmm. or it could be soccer or it could be whatever it is then they're going to sign up and they're going to stay in that extracurricular activity until that period of that extracurricular activity is over right they can't we cannot let them quit in between because it's hard i don't like it i don't like susie i don't like tommy whatever those excuses are we have to let them work through those issues. They must learn that they cannot quit. They have yeah. to keep working. It's going to create a very strong work ethic and family value. Exactly. And sports, um, mm. when, when sports, when I was first got my kids into sports, one, one of my mentors teaching us how to coach said that these sports are going to give your kids some of the strongest work ethics that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. It's maybe it's hard to think of. It's just baseball, it's just football, whatever it is. But the reality is if we don't let them quit and they learn to work together as a team, I can tell you right now that all three of our kids, right? Alyssa didn't play a lot of sports, but yeah, she, she did. She, she played, she played every sport. But she did, huh? Okay. So, yeah, softball and soccer, right? Softball, soccer, volleyball, uh, basketball. Right. I saw, I'm sorry. Sis. All right. So don't yell at me. <laughs> when you see me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm trying here to tell you is every one of our kids, and I believe it's a direct result of two things, watching Kathy and I, and the sports that they participated in and never letting them quit. They had to play it all the way through that, that one season have the strongest work, work ethics I, I've seen in any kids in a very long time. Yeah. In addition to the work ethics is the relationships that are built on yes. that. And, yeah. you know, that's another part of, you know, relation, relationships and family values. They all go hand in hand because, you know, what's going on inside our home, they're, they're implementing and sharing outside the home as well. Okay. So it's so, so important. And, and that even goes with the respect and the mm -hmm. trust. So yeah, strong no, work ethics. Are, I mean, it, it, strong work ethics carry us a long way in a lot of different areas of yeah, our life. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I really love this, um, you know, kind of allows us as we're talking here to bring back memories for ourselves and our experiences, good and bad and, and areas that we could have done better in the other areas were like, Hey, we did all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, just one thing that as we close this out, it's just essential to note that family values, they can vary widely, you know, between cultural religious and individual differences. Um, there's a lot of that out there and that's okay too. But what matters the most is that the values that you choose align with the needs and the beliefs of the family members, contributing to a positive and nurturing family environment. And I think that's what's really important. We may not all agree on what these family values look like and that's okay. It's what matters most for your family, that they right. align with what matters to your family, what the beliefs of your family members are, so that they can all contribute to a positive and nurturing family environment. Yeah, I mean, you know, figure out what your own family values are. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are just a few, and there's hundreds of them out there, yeah. right? And these, to us, were some of the most important ones. And this gives so. you an opportunity to, you know, to kind of evaluate that, because I think sometimes it's easy for us to just, okay, we're married, okay, now we have kids, now we're working, now our kids are in sports, kids are going to school. We don't stop and really truly think, what are our family values? Right. What do we want our kids to see? So take this as an opportunity to evaluate your own life and your own family dynamics and see, you know, come up with come up with a list of 10 values. Let your kids participate in those values. Get them involved in choosing what your family values need to be. Absolutely. And, uh, be a great, great family uh, dinner topic. Yeah, we we need more family time in this yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so. so.
This was good. Thanks, honey. Of course, Kath. Always. So I just, as a reminder, we have our um, holiday giveaway, the gift of lasting love. If you uh, have a friend, family member, coworker, somebody that you believe will benefit from our book, How to Heal and Restore Your Marriage, please email us at healandrestorecounseling at gmail.com. We'll uh, need their name, email address, and their mailing address, and we will mail them a copy of our book, How to Heal and Restore Your Marriage. In addition, if you are um, in need of our services, whether it be for marriage, um, individual, relational, uh, any type of trauma or childhood um, issues that you have dealt with or that you're struggling with, you can check out our website, healandrestorecounseling.com. Um, we are still offering our free 45-minute coaching discovery session. And what it'll do, it'll give you an opportunity um, to share what's going on with you. Let us share what's, you know, how we think we can help you and, and the, the plan that we have um, to get you started on that healing journey. Because, you know, things work till they stop working. And when they stop working, that's where the struggle right. really hits in. And there's no reason to struggle when you've no. got uh, opportunities of people like ourselves that love to help and absolutely have the experience absolutely. of that we've had, the life experience like you talked about. Yep. So absolutely. check it out. HealandRestoreCounseling.com is our website. All right. And did you tell them about the 45-minute uh, yes. discovery session? Okay. All right. My, my head was kind of drifting on different areas. Yeah. As it does once in a while. So. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us in this episode. And remember, nobody tells you they love you. Randy does. Happy does. More importantly, God does. Be blessed, everyone. Have a great week. This has been the Heal and Restore Podcast with Randy and Kathy Boyd. We'll have a new episode every Monday. Please like us and be sure to press the follow button on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and five other platforms. If you'd like to know more about the services Randy and Kathy offer, please visit them at healandrestorecounseling.com. Thank you for spending time with us, and we'll see you next week. And remember... If nobody tells you they love you today, Randy and Kathy do.